Hello, everyone. Welcome to Walking with the Dead, an unofficial podcast about AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Stephen Bueno. Cristian Cabrera. Cornel Montgomery. If you're new to Walking with the Dead, what we do is we talk about every week's current episode of The Walking Dead. This week, we're going to be talking about Season 6, Episode 10, The Next World. So, I don't know if you guys got the feeling from this episode like I did, but it felt comedic in a weird way. Uh, well, it, it felt lighthearted. It, yeah. That's why I feel like it. It felt like it was a... Definitely self-aware of itself. Self-aware of itself, duh. Redundant. <laughs> no, no, no I, but I, I definitely got that. Especially, um, like, the way they were joking around with each other, that sort of awkward conversation between Daryl and the doctor, and how she was, like, being shy about the fact that she wanted a pop, I think it was what she was calling it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's from the Midwest. Midwest, from Midwest. Uh, and it was, it was weird to see that just because last episode was so intense. And all of a sudden, you're seeing this very lighthearted kind of approach to things. And also, I guess, well, the show decided to just have a huge fast forward. So, Which I, I preferred. I didn't want to see, like, nine episodes of Carl laying in the bed with his eye, like, being covered up. Like, that that wouldn't be interesting at all. Yeah, it definitely did skip. And we've talked about uh, the, the things in The Walking Dead that kind of hold it back. And it definitely did skip a lot of the things that can be holding it back. And in order, and it, it just kind of like progressed the story in a way. It didn't, and it did, because it sort of progressed the characters. It didn't really progress the narrative all too much. But the characters changed. You saw this different dynamic, especially like at the beginning with Rick and Michonne. You saw that dynamic. You now see that Tara and the Doctor are together. You're seeing that dynamic. And maybe like it's, it was to give time for the new characters to expand a little bit. Um, so you saw Carl and Enid. You saw a lot of couples in this in this episode, really. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of couples you did. But also, we don't really know how much time really did pass by either. Because you can see that the, a lot of the rebuilding process that they've been doing, like majority of the wall is pretty much set up to the way it's... The church is like... Was. Well, the church well, actually I, was always been intact. In the beginning, I, I believe they said weeks have passed or something like that. Yeah. So it hasn't been much time. It hasn't been much sure. time. But they rebuilt a lot of things really quickly, though. I mean, they got nothing else to do. That's true. But um, what I thought was kind of... Uh, was was What was cool was that interaction between the characters. Everybody was kind of, I don't know, relaxed, to see. Even when... um. Where they they were gonna go scavenge and stuff like that with Rick and Daryl. They get into the car and you know Rick puts he takes it. Or Daryl's like, "Don't do it, don't do it." And Rick is like, "I gotta do it." And he puts on a CD. And it's like okay, just just kind of random, you know. And it's just like a uh, a lot of cohesiveness going on right now. It's actually one side that I we really rarely see in The Walking Dead where people are actually enjoying and enjoying music too because you don't really hear them actually. Play Last music. time that it happened, I think it was when Merle. Was uh, on his last episode. Oh, when he's listening to music in the car right yeah. before, yeah. Um, right before he just loses it because it's a weird. It's it actually is a really good symbol showing that they're like pretty much like enjoying that they're living now. You know what? You know what seems interesting too is that so when they first got to Alexandria, they were they were on edge and they were like, no, we shouldn't relax, we shouldn't we shouldn't get comfortable. And after all this has happened, this it sort of feels like what just happened to them was very cathartic. So now they're feeling like this is all we can overcome anything. Cause quite honestly, it seems like we can overcome just about anything that's coming our way. Even death. Cause they, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they would have thought Carl would have died and here he is, you know, I kind of see that Rick kind of now sees that everybody can actually hold their own. So that's why it feels that they're more relaxed. So they don't have, he to, doesn't have to worry about it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, just remember Rick never really left the city or left the town. And now he's leaving with Daryl. And, you know, leaving the people there by themselves. So 
he kind of knows that they can hold their own now because he saw me. that they all jumped out and did it. Um, I don't know if you guys know if the seasons are filmed all together or that mid-season break is just, you know, f- for them to take a break and they, then film some more. I think they filmed all of it together. Because I'm like, did Carl look a little older <laughs> in this episode that he did, you know, the last one? And then if so, I'm like, what was that break in between? But um, yeah, it was, it was a mildly interesting episode. It was kind of different. Lighthearted. It was yeah. It was oddly lighthearted. Even like even, I was trying hard to do. Yeah, like mm. it, it really it did kind of feel that way. Even though I liked the episode, don't get me wrong, because I, I like seeing different aspects of that world mm. and even the different aspects of those characters. It still felt odd and it didn't feel like it fit in in anything they were doing. But it, it also it also made sense in that something huge and traumatic happened. Now they're kind of having a moment to breathe, which to me, the longer they have that moment. The more, the more of an impact it's gonna be, it's gonna have when something happens, when the inevitable like the inevitable villain comes up or the inevitable like huge death or it, whatever they're doing right now is gonna be impactful later, you know. Was, I'll, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. no, I was gonna say I like that they uh, finally introduced a new character that uh, I've been waiting for, and it was cool. I didn't even expect it honestly because he's wearing um, a mask, and uh, he pops up behind Rick and bumps it to him and. You know, they put they draw their guns and he's like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Take off the mask and stuff. It's like, they call me Jesus. I forgot what his name was, but you know, they called him Jesus. And he ended up being such a comic book character. Him and Eugene are directly like what you would call a comic book character. It was weird. Well, like, Abraham also has that look too. Yeah, Abraham, yeah, yeah. He does. Uh, but no, I actually, I really like the Jesus character. Oh yeah, he was he was really cool. Was From the moment he comes up to like when he's stealing the truck and he, the way he's talking with them and interacting with them, I was like, this is a really cool dynamic. And, and he seems important. Yeah, he definitely seems like that. He's gonna have something going on, and you know, obviously, like as the episode progresses, they keep having interaction with them. So what mainly happens is you know, um, Daryl and Rick go off scavenging. And throughout the episode, they find this truck full of supplies. So this Jesus character essentially robs them without even, like, trying to hurt them in any way. Mm-hmm. He just distracts them. They don't know any better. And he just robs them of the truck. And they run into him later on. They don't kill him. And he pretty much hops on the truck. Yeah, they, you, they tied him up. That's the thing. And they, you notice how resilient he is, too. Like, they just tied him up. You're like, you have, like, a you can get out within, like, 10, 15 minutes. And I don't know he's already there within like what a minute or two. Yeah, because yeah. I mean they had already driven. And he's off. a damn good fighter too. Yeah, yeah, Karate Jesus. Karate Jesus. Karate Jesus. Uh, he was already. They were already driving, so he had to untied himself after Daryl flipped him off, and they were already on the move. So he moves really quick too. Mm-hmm. And he's quiet because he had to jump on and climb over. He was on top of the of the truck. So you're like, what is this Jesus? guy doing like uh, what is he and what's his role gonna be that's uh, that's the most interesting part because usually when they introduce a character in the walking dead you kind of have some sort of background and kind of get this vibe from the character like oh that's gonna be villain that's gonna be this it's gonna be that with the jesus character it sort of seemed like oh he's very lighthearted, but what is he really there to do and where is he gonna progress the story because essentially i feel like the narrative is gonna progress because of him Oh, he's, he seemed like a very important character. That's mm. that's what I was saying before. I mean, he uh, he drew their attention. He had a lot that he wanted to say towards the end. I mean, I like that he he showed his worth to them. Like when um they were they're fighting him for the the keys, or actually chasing him very comically yeah, yeah. with a car in a field, 
with like zombies. Yeah. Um, he eventually like gets in the car with Daryl, and he pickpockets Daryl again. Has his gun. He's like duck, and then he shoots a zombie behind him, saving Daryl's life. So he, you know, he's not a bad guy, but you don't know what he is still. Like, yeah. You know, like you're saying, what is, what are his motives? He could be the balance between actually good and evil. So he could actually be a villain in disguise. We not don't even know it. Or he could just be a really kind-hearted citizen that actually just been looking for an area to actually settle down with. You just kind of like have to fit yeah. the role a little bit. Exactly. He's being cautious. Yeah. Um, that'd be interesting just to see where that character develops. Um, so that was, you know, one half of the episode is that and one half of the episodes. It's really that comedy and that almost buddy-buddy nature between Rick and, and Daryl. On the other side of that, we do have um, Carl, Carl and Eden. And we have them running across uh, Deanna. Well, what they didn't show to be. Well, they didn't show, yeah. Yeah, they, well, they, they were showed both with her leg, like the fact that her leg was injured. That yeah. that was the indicator that um that was Deanna. Well, it also showed that Spencer was walking around in the woods as well, and Michonne's like, "Well, I've noticed you've been walking throughout the woods. Like, well, you're the first one to actually have actually followed me and noticed me to do that because I've been doing it for like a while." You know, it's really cool to see camaraderie just in general. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that a whole lot, and you saw that a whole lot in this episode. You know, um. You know, Rick and Daryl are traveling and they're like eating the chocolate, just eating the chocolate bar, something something so small, or like listening to the music and joking, like not even joking around, but just like listening to music and smiling and laughing. And you're seeing, even in the town, you're seeing like Enid and Carl interact that way. And you're the seeing Tara, Michonne. the doctor. Mm-hmm. You're seeing Tara, uh, Michonne, and Spencer traveling through the forest together. There's a lot of camaraderie happening within these characters. And you know, we do find out that essentially Spencer's there to like bury his mom, and I, I honestly thought it was a very fitting scene for Spencer to say goodbye to Deanna. I think for both Spencer and Carl, because Carl mm-hmm. was saying, "No, I don't want," because uh, whether Enid wants to wants to kill her, yeah, and Carl's like, "No, she doesn't deserve to die. Not deserve, but she doesn't like. He doesn't want to do that to her. You know, she, he's respectable, but he also wanted to walk her out of that situation." So his plan was, because he saw um, Michonne and Spencer, was to walk her out of the forest, at least away from that area. And while he was doing that, that's when he got spotted. And, uh, you know, he had to do his thing. Well, Spencer had to take out his mom. You know, and it, and it like a, anything that kind of progresses the character is always great. And, you know, that was, I felt like she had a great last scene. You know, that standoff between her and the house full of zombies, and that was great. Which makes you wonder, did she die of natural causes, or did she get bitten up? Because I thought she would get bitten up. Yeah, uh, I didn't see any bite marks or anything exactly. like that. So She was already sick as it was, but the real, my real wait, wait, question. She was bitten, right? Uh, yeah, yeah she was bitten. She was bitten on the leg. could be why they didn't she was bitten do the anything. That's why she was limping a lot, because she was bitten on the leg. But my real concern was, how did she get out of the house... First of all, she was on the second story, too. The door was closed, and how in the world did she get outside to be in the woods <laughs> for about, was it a couple weeks, and no one noticed that she's been gone? Well, Spencer. Spencer was the only one that noticed, but, but how? Realize, how, she get but how can you do that when everybody was fighting a whole herd of zombies hey, and not see that? We don't go yeah. deep into the plot holes in The that's Walking the Dead, okay? <laughs> but that's a giant plot hole. That's like, no, how that, that happened? That, 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 that is definitely a big one. Yeah. Um, I... Like I said, I thought it was a fitting ending for her, and I'd like to see where that Spencer character goes from that, but I honestly think we're just going to see him die soon because he's... At the moment, I don't see him serving much purpose aside from, like, saying goodbye to Deanna. He's never really served and, much purpose. What he, mm-hmm. His appearance in the show has 
kind of causes a little chaos. Just in general, he he's like a screw up. He's, you know, I think he's he's, that, he's this season's Bob. He's this season Bob because you saw that he just had a he had a drinking problem already, and the thing is, it took Bob had a drinking problem from the beginning, and the thing is, it, it barely it caused his downfall. They we they lost one person when they were in the actual was it that marketplace. Now mm-hmm. him pretty much being a screw up the whole entire time. Didn't really defend the actual. Well, the he caused like a lot of the uh, the things that happened with the whole and downfall. The, yeah, the downfall, the turmoil, and then people like not trusting anybody as well. He was the main reason for all that. And now I think this is where he he actually is coping with that and actually coming to terms that well, if I do this, get rid of my mom. This is the this is where I think I feel that it'll enlighten me and actually open me up a bit more. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. Well, he has his closure. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. I did it. I buried her. Because he has the closure, that's why I expect him to die. Soon. Oh, yeah. yeah but, exactly. When a the, when the character is developed fully in The Walking Dead, their time is gone. We've seen that with Herschel, when Herschel was, like, all happy and good. And you're like, okay, Herschel went from the alcoholic father that was, like, very tough to being, like, I am everyone's grandfather. We had that with, well, not what's his name? Uh, well, yeah, we had it with Tyrese. Mm-hmm. We had it with, you know, all those bigger characters in the show. As soon as they got to that point, it's like, okay, you got to go. And right now, you can't say that for Rick. You can't say it for um, Michonne. You can't say it for Carl because their characters are still developing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw towards the end, Michonne's got so much more personality than she did from when she started. Oh, yeah. You know, she seems like an interesting character. And, I mean, it led to a lot of stuff towards the end, too, of this episode. But he's definitely going to – he's got to go. I mean, first off, he's useless. But second off, his character is done. That's also the the main thing too that I saw from a show. And I'll blend this episode by the way. Exactly, yeah. And there's also there's one thing that concerned that actually kind of opened my eyes and concerned me a bit from Michonne was that what she said to Spencer and it was your mom told me like what I wanted to do, but it's still out in the open. So in other words, that she is never gonna be com- I see that she's not gonna be complete at all mm-hmm. until she figures that out. But Deanna was the reason why she was trying to find that. Then so now she's gone. I don't think she's ever gonna find it. That's what I see. Um, mm-hmm. I I definitely from what happened at the end of the episode. So finally, one of the biggest things that happened in the episode was Rick and Michonne hooking up, and it wasn't just like them hooking up. It was the way it happened romantically. Yeah, it it definitely felt like there was something there that had been building towards something there, and I think for Michonne's character that the relationship was much more solidified once she had that conversation with Carl where it was like your family you really are you're you're already part of our lives and you're such an important part of our lives mm-hmm. and like I just want you to know that so I feel like she feels accepted because as soon as she walks into that scene she she has the baby monitor and they're they're looking at Judith and Rick sees that you know and I think that's just it's going to be you know that power couple essentially like Michonne and Rick, like nothing could stop them. Well, I mean, Rick Rick has a really really good track record with uh with women losing the so, ones he loves. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that works out. But also, it seems like he gets over the ones he loves real quick, right? You kind of have to in that world, you know. <laughs> I mean, we're real quick. Like uh, Lori died. Oh my God, Lori's dead. Oh uh, well, that's I guess that's it. Let me carry oh. this. Let me carry this phone for a while. Let me carry this phone for a while. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was cool, a fitting ending. But I like that this whole that whole time that was happening, I assumed Carl was gonna pop up someplace, but it, it turned out to be Jesus because they brought him into the camp um, after the whole scuffle with the uh, in the field and actually lost the supplies. They um, brought him in, they tied him up, they put him in a room, they put a bo- bottle of water next to him, and 
um, a note that I didn't, I couldn't read. I don't know if you guys read it. No, no I couldn't read it. Um, and then you hear like Rick, get up, Rick, get up, or something like that. And you know he pops up real quick with his gun, Michonne with a knife, both stark naked, and uh, he's like. You know, I got something to tell you or something like that. And it's like, whoa, this is the ending of the episode. It's, that was that was a really good ending. And he looks like he's not even tired at all. Not like he's any fatigue from the fight or anything. He just... We're getting knocked out by the truck. He wasn't just knocked out. He was punched. <laughs> like He was punched. And then he was knocked out. Like, he, he got injured. He pretty, flew, and off, he flew a off a truck. car. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's, he's a strange character. Yeah. He's, he's definitely one of the most interesting characters we've had in a very long time. Mm. Because... While I while we've had characters coming in and out, he th- not only does there seem to be a lot of mystery in that character, but he seems like a very lively character, and he seems like like almost like a trickster, really, because when he how he went about stealing the truck with the fire, distracting him with fireworks, and even like the comments he made as he was driving away, and when they run into him again, how he's just trying like how he kind of beats the crap out of him, and just tries to run away. Him climbing up on the truck, he's like he's. Uh, very playful in a way, you know, mm-hmm. and even like even him going back to uh, or taking him back to Alexandria. I feel like Rick, that character, just kind of realized that he didn't mean bad. He just has to do bad because he doesn't, you know, because that's the world they live in. You know, mm-hmm. he can't trust everyone initially. I see that. I can see that. Also, the scene where they're in the was in the jeep, and Daryl's like right there, and then he just. Nudges the, the nudging him onto him. <laughs> that was a very cool scene. I like that, that scene. It was when Rick finally tells, um, finally tells Daryl, it's like I accept where we are in Alexandria, and I accept that we have to expand. And mm-hmm. uh, essentially, it's this is like Rick saying we're gonna we're gonna build Alexandria up to what you always wanted it to be, mm-hmm. or to what uh, Deanna always wanted it to be, and it couldn't be that the way it was, but now it can be that. So I'm just kind of waiting to see what comes in and bulldozes Alexandria because that's essentially what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Negan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite honestly, I think everyone's just kind of expecting that for, for that character to just pop up. Yeah. I'm whenever. whenever. I just hope that all these episodes coming up, at least in the middle, aren't just fluff because this was definitely just a fluff episode that just introduced a character. I mean, and mm-hmm. it, it introduced, introduced uh, relationships. But essentially, it was it was a filler episode, and that was episode number two. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm just hoping it's not like that for three and four. Mm-hmm. Then they introduce the new character, and then season finale cliffhanger. Like you know, it's gonna happen. So, of course, I really, I, yeah. For the most part, this episode was just to introduce um, Jesus. Jesus. It was like introduce Jesus, but sort of close off old Alexandria because I feel like there's new Alexandria and there's old Alexandria. Deanna was definitely an example of like. We're done with old Alexandria, and we're done with what what that meant and what that was. We're on to and just you know from the name of the episodes like um, the next world like we'll, we're we're gonna progress to that next world, and it's essentially we're seeing all these characters do that. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Walking with the Dead. If you want to find out more of our podcast, you can head on over to filmbook.com that's film-book.com and either search for Stephen Bueno or Walking with the Dead and if you want to check out some of the stuff we do outside of these podcasts you can go ahead and find us at youtube.com slash league of gents that's l-e-a-g-u-e 
O-F-G-E-N-T-S. Or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash League of Ordinary Gents. That's G-E-N-T-S. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast services, go ahead and rate and review this episode. If you listen to this podcast on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs up video and leave a comment in the comment section. We definitely want to hear from you guys.